Hello, everyone, and welcome to Frankenstein's podcast, where it's all about the monster, your go-to podcast about monsters and why we love them. I'm Nicole, your host for this episode, and don't worry, I've got Joe and Khalid uh, nearby. Well, not not both of them are nearby me, but they're here with me. I'm nearby physically. Joe is nearby physically, but Khalid is not. I'm Khalid. near. I'm nearby in spirit. Hi, Joe. Um, but today's episode is a special one. If anyone else has been counting, this marks Frankenstein's podcast's 50th episode. Woohoo! Yeah! Woo! 5 Cheers. Um, And with this coming up, I had pitched the idea for this episode uh, to Joe and Khalid. And so since it was my idea, uh, we decided that I would host um, so they can just focus on chatting monsters. Um, so the inspiration for this episode um, is, if anyone else has listened to Brett Goldstein's Films to be Buried With, that podcast was sort of the inspiration. I was listening to that one. A great um, podcast, by it the way. It is great. A Recommended. Few, thank you, Joe. A few weeks ago. And um, I was like, it'd be really cool to just do this, but si- somewhat similar, but just monster movies uh, or any monster media since... Um, you know, you guys cover all corners of pop culture here. So um, if anyone isn't familiar with that, though, um, in that podcast, we're not going to do the whole spiel where like I, I pretend that you've died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not going to do that. But the point of the podcast is just Brett asks his guests um, just about important films in their life or, you know, they just talk about film in general and their uh, just how it's kind of shaped their life and personality and um anyway it's a really cool concept and really enjoyable like joe said so check that out if you haven't um and otherwise you'll get kind of maybe a small taste today i don't know um i think uh, oh yes so we've got both of our regular hosts here joe and khalid and also with us today is a fellow um guest returning guest of the podcast Horror buff, screenwriter, producer, curator of West Coast Strange, and loyal friend in Stein, Joel H. Brewster. Welcome, Joel. Hello, welcome. Th- or thank you so much. I don't know why I said welcome there, but thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to you. It's okay. It's the evening. It's a it's a Monday evening, so I'm sure we're all feeling that the Mondays. Oh. So <laughs> Canadian instinct right, kicking Monday, in. Right? He just he's just trying to be <laughs> yeah. gracious. Is it Monday in Canada? <laughs> no, it still is somehow. <laughs> it's Monday a week from now somehow. Joel, the toilet's flush backwards there, right? Yeah, and they're on the roof for some reason. <laughs> Just your toilet. Uh, the rest of Canada is fine. <laughs> uh, Joel's episodes previously on the podcast include The Krampus, The Candyman Double Feature, and Pumpkinhead. All great episodes. Go back and listen to them. They were such a pleasure to talk about those monsters. And yeah, thank you guys again for having me back on. I think I've said thank you three times, but I am Canadian. That's <laughs> right. We're Midwestern, so it's Midwest US. So kind of similar. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably thank you 12 times before the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So or, unless anyone else has something else to say... Khalid, to... you got any soda stream updates for us? Oh yes, the dom- domesticization of Khalid. Domesticizations. <laughs> I'm not sure if I said the word. That's not a word. Domesticizations. 
Okay, well, you, nope. Fluid naming conventions aside, um, yeah, the the Soda Stream is great. Uh, I unfortunately of fluid, Khalid. Oh God! All right, I had to throw one in there. Did you get okay? Is it out of your system? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, I've been really busy with work the last week, so I haven't had a chance to use it. Just been getting spin drifts at the old office, but. I did have uh, an awesome friend of mine staying with us for the week, and I immediately showed him how to use a soda stream with a smile on my face. Nice. So, so that's my soda stream update for those of you who are eagerly awaiting every couple weeks for that. We get lots of emails about soda stream updates. Yeah. We don't, no. but I'm going to say we do. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to press it, Joe. You could have just left it there. <laughs> All right, we can move on. <laughs> Or does anybody who wants to go first? Yeah, You're the host. <laughs> I, I, I'll go, Nikki. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm the main one. Yeah, she may be the host, Joe, but I don't think she signed up for combative guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Khalid's first, then fine. Well, I can deal with you later anyway. <laughs> okay. So, well, okay, both Joe and Khalid are going to answer the questions. We're putting you in the hot seat, the questions that you ask all your guests, because I realize neither of you have answered these questions yourself. So off the bat, Khalid, what's your favorite monster in any corner of pop culture? Favorite monster, and this probably won't be that big a surprise because I gushed about it when we talked about it on the pod, but I got to go with the the ink black uh, eyeless teeth dogs from Attack the Block. Um, I don't know. It's just, well, I, I do know it's because I grew up without pets. So for the per- first, like 13, maybe like 15 years of my life, I was just terrified of dogs because like, I'd never had to interact with them in my community. And then like, I started hanging out with white friends and they had dogs and like, it was just, <laughs> it was just like a marathon of people just being like, don't, oh, don't worry. He's just, he's just being loud. He won't bite you. He won't. And I'm just like, he's baring his teeth at me. So, uh, that's why I, that's, <laughs> that's why I, uh, I, I am saying, uh, attack the block because that movie understands that dogs are scary and it's okay to be scared of them. And if anything, you should be. Uh, everyone who acted like they weren't scared got eaten up. So that's my vote. Attack the block, dogs. Excellent. Those were great, actually. Those stand out. Also, our second episode of the podcast was about those guys. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I knew as soon as we were doing a monster podcast, we had to, we had to unpack Attack the Block. And yeah, definitely listen if you haven't. That's a good one. All right, Joe, you're up next then, since it's going to be the same question. What's your favorite monster? Uh, it's a hard one for me. I feel like I always go back and forth on what this is, what the answer to this question really is for me. But um, I got to go back to like Old Faithful for me, which is <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe. That's a geyser. That's not a Joe. That's not a monster. It's a natural occurrence. What's scary about Old Faithful? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I, I meant to say the old, fa- the one that I've always, I, I don't know. You guys are making me question what I'm trying to say now. <laughs> all right. Tell, you all. tell us what this geyser did to you, Joe. I, I got to go back to, uh, okay, I'm going to answer the question now. <laughs> Pumpkinhead is my answer. Really? Pumpkinhead. 
That surprises me for some reason. It's because I'm. Um, I want to say a lot of cool things. I want to say like Alien or the Xenomorph or the Predator. But honestly, like the monster that I often always go back to as thinking about the one that really got me fascinated with what creature effects can do was the first time I ever caught Pumpkinhead on like cable TV when I was really little i had no clue what it was and i just thought it was the weirdest looking thing and i remember in a hot topic in a mall getting (laughs) an action figure of pumpkin head when i was super little because i saw it on the tv and i was like this is so cool uh i don't think i old guess seven my god but uh i don't know maybe eight but Honestly, like I don't, I don't think I really watched the movie fully for years, and then of course I rewatched it recently with Joel on that on that other podcast episode, which was great. Um, but it's it's the one that really got me to pay attention to what creature effects could do, and just think, oh, there's mon- monsters are cool and they're creative, and there's a lot of interesting things that you can you can get from it. So, honestly, Pumpkinhead might be my favorite for that reason alone, just because it it sort of catapulted my interest in in the genre and the whole concept of monster monsters. Years ago. Okay. Years ago, yeah. Great well, war, too. That leads right to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode. <laughs> that leads into your question, Joel. I'd say um, for you, I guess, what was the first monster or monster film that you remember? First monster film I remember, and I've been talking about this movie a lot lately, is Arachnophobia, is the first monster film I remember. And oh, I'm going to say yeah. it's a monster because the spider at the end is obviously a fictitious spider and it, it's technically a monster because that thing can never exist but um yeah that was the first monster film and i'd say it's the most important horror film i really thought about this lately that it's the most important horror film in my life because it got me into both horror and my love of spiders because i own two tarantulas so um <laughs> yeah i think that's like the movie that set me off and it's funny too because my older cousins are absolutely terrified of spiders because of that movie that my dad let me watch when we were too young but yeah, great movie. <laughs> Opposite effect. Yeah, absolutely. They have like seriously bad arachnophobia. And I, I watched the movie recently again too and it's, it lasts test time. It's really good. I literally just sent a picture of to Joe the other day of a spider I found in our garage and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a poisonous spider. <laughs> and big and I was not happy about it. Was it? Okay, yeah, the picture you can't tell because it's just there's no like reference point because it was just on the wall of the garage, but it was it was larger than I would like spiders to be. I don't like spiders at all, actually. So, so we probably couldn't get tarantulas here. Mm-mm. That's fair. Joel, what does your wife think about tarantulas? Uh, she doesn't mind them at all. I'm not allowed scorpions or centipedes, but tarantulas are fine. So, centipedes? she got me my first tarantula. Yeah. I wanted to send it to be but she got me my first tarantula on my birthday uh, years ago, but that one uh, passed away, but it just died as a spider. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Are centipedes um, like dangerous? I'm sorry. I just, this is just a personal question. Have yeah, I just I been like underestimating? Dangerous. What? Oh yeah. Centipedes are. With the, I with think the little one, legs? They have the hundred little legs? You might be thinking of millipedes. Millipedes? That's not a hundred. Is what? I, centipede. Centipedes? Centipedes are the ones that look like millipedes, but they've got like, they look spicy at both ends, like uh, poisonous things at one end and then like oh, biting mouth on the other end. So, shivered involuntarily. Yeah, they are. The, okay. I think they're the scariest looking creature on the planet, personally, but yeah. Okay, I need, okay, I'm going to, I'll table this. I'm going to Google centipedes <laughs> later. You're, you're putting a lot out there right now and I just don't know how to take it. 
I will definitely there's some centipedes out there that can get they get really big, like really big as like an arm, like a human arm. Oh yeah, right? centipedes. Some are huge. Oh yeah, yeah, some are huge. Okay, is this like ones. a okay again? That's like awesome. I'm only kind of kidding here. Is this like a specifically Canadian type of centipede? Like how Australia, <laughs> uh, like how Australia has like prehistoric versions of our animals? No, I think it's like a. I think that not that we not this centipede is a pet that we wouldn't get here. I would have to get it from like it would come from somewhere else. We don't get centipedes that are in any way dangerous here. But uh, okay, yeah, so it's, it's not like just dangerous. like everywhere. It's like a place. Okay, just let text yeah. me the place later. Cool. We'll do. <laughs> we'll I just, do. Yeah, just I'll just cross it off the map. It doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they are scary looking creatures. Oh God. All right. Well, speaking of scary, Khalid, um, again, another guest question that you guys uh, throw throw to your guests. What what do you consider the scariest monster, Khalid? Is it the same as your favorite, or is it different? Um, it's different in that, like, yeah, like I picked the dog because it's uh, it's my favorite in that, like, the way they execute it, and it's so cool how they use shadow and stuff like that to really add to the mystique. And the first time you realize it's not eyes, it's teeth, like that's all just like such cool effects and stuff like that. And it's plenty scary on top of it all. They do that well, but for me, I guess the scariest monster would have to be the predator. Um, just because like it's specifically like training to take out the best of the best and that like that alone is, is like, I'm done. You know what I mean? I like, there are very niche things I consider myself the best of the best at. And I don't think they're anything that the predator is training for. Like, I don't think that he's ever, <laughs> he's never going to like challenge me to like binge a rewatch of Bojack Horseman or something, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> Like I'm good then. Like I'll just I'll I'll be caked in mud like Arnie, just like in a in a ghillie suit watching like season three, like no give. I'm still in it. And he's just like drifting off to sleep. But no, if it's just like traditional like fisticuffs with a predator, I'm so screwed. I just it's I'm out of my element. As opposed to like some of these monsters where it's like Oh, it's like a curse, or it's a it's a ghost that can like possess you, and da 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 da, and like maybe there's like a spiritual or like mental way that you can get around it. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna outsmart a predator, guys. I just I I don't want to let you down, but that's just the truth. So with that being said, yeah, the scariest monster for me would definitely be the predator. All right, good answer. All Thank right, Joe, you. you're up next. What do you consider the scariest monster? In your opinion uh for me the one that has consistently given me the most nightmares is probably specifically the werewolf from an american werewolf in london hmm. uh it's it's another one of those movies that i watched really really young and i remember i went through a big werewolf fad when i was little uh and that was the movie that kind of kicked it off and i don't remember how i got to seeing that movie but i uh watched it a lot to the point where I had like recurring werewolf nightmares. Like I had this one specifically where I, I was always like in my kitchen as a child and there was a werewolf that had, that was like trying to get into the house, but then gets in the house. And then I kept trying to climb atop of the cupboards and it would get my leg and it was just, uh, it was not a good situation. And I'd always be like, well, now I'm, now I'm a werewolf now. And then I'm like, why am I even running? You know? But so, but that was the one that consistently haunted my nightmares. I wouldn't say that's necessarily the scariest movie now rewatching it, 
but I think sometimes when I see the image of that werewolf, I, um, I still get that it, it evokes those memories of that fear that I had when I was a kid. And I think that it's, it's special in that way. So that's why that movie will always hold a special place in my heart. I'd say, um, I also want to kind of give like a pseudo shout out to, um, there's a, uh, a couple books that I've been, I've read lately that have had some really terrifying monsters. I, uh, I've been reading like a lot of cosmic horror stories and it's hard to really, to, to name down a specific like monster creature from those stories. But I read like some books from, uh, like T Kingfisher, Laird Baron, uh, John Langman are a couple authors that I read lately who dabble in like cosmic horror and, just that kind of existential dread laced with like creatures that are just slightly off and off putting have been like kind of currently the ones that have really scared me lately. So uh, any sort of, any sort of thing with, with a cosmic horror bend is something that will always get me now, I would say. So werewolves and cosmic horror. (laughs) Werewolves more when you were a kid. Yes, but it's still, I still remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling still there. So, like, a cosmic so, werewolf, what does that do for you? I don't know. Like that, right away. I think, <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm out. I tap out. I know I would still read or watch it because I'm curious, but I would be just, it would probably give me a few new nightmares. All right. Good yeah. to know. Keeping that in the back pocket. Oh, me too. Yeah, there hasn't been one. I'd watch one. Like, yeah, yeah. You, like, low-key pitch something sick there by just by I think mentioning that... those two next to each other. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, yeah, throw that in the void. I don't know. I don't know if we want to throw that in the void. Maybe we need to keep that one for us. Yeah, Frankenstein's podcast is getting into the feature film business, fools. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for Joel, then I guess I mean I feel like Joe kind of answered this question himself. But what was there a monster that you found terrifying as a kid, but now you just can't imagine why? Yeah, and I, it's funny. I'm so glad I um, was kind of thinking about this recently. The monsters that scared me the most as a kid, I have technically two. Because one's a video game, but I wanted to find a movie one. So I'll go with the movie one first. The mom in the kitchen in the Sixth Sense movie scared me more mm. than any other. And I feel like that's never mentioned. Uh, it's the mom that he goes into the kitchen. He thinks it's his mom. And she's a black eye. And she puts her her wrist that she'd slit her wrist. I thought that was one of the scariest scenes ever. And I rewatched that scene today. I'm like, oh, that's still really scary to me. I think that's a horrifying scene. And I don't feel like it's mentioned when we talk about Sixth Sense ever. But that scared me the most out of that movie. Well, I mean, everybody's gushing about Donnie Wahlberg, man. Yeah. Like, there's only so much there's only so much time in the day, all right? You want to talk about Donnie Wahlberg and another part of that movie? Right. <laughs> or, the, you know, about, or the Misha Barton was the other one, too. They always bring up. And I'm like, yeah, the mom was the scariest one to me. I thought she was horrifying. So what's this video game that you mentioned? Uh, Res- Resident Evil. Uh, the zombie from Resident Evil the for PlayStation 1. My babysitter rented it at the time. Shout out to PJ if you're listening to this. Um, it is one of the first things that were really scaring me as a child. And I'd say that and Arachnophobia are the two things that made me love horror, though. I remember hiding behind the couch when she was playing the video game because I couldn't play it. I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Shout out to PJ. Yeah, she follows West Coast Strange, too. It makes me so happy. Oh, yeah, nice. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it sounds like they uh, put you on a path that got you here. Yeah, she's the absolute best for that. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 
Yes, this is the content I was hoping for. The chats and like <laughs> what what made these like monster aficionados we have here. I love it. I have How about one you, Nate? Joel, what... Oh, sorry. Yeah, keep going. Go ahead, Joel. I was Joel. I was going to just follow up and ask, like, what part of Resident Evil scared you the most? Was it just general the whole vibe, or was it specifically the zombies, the zombie dogs, the liquor, anything like that specifically? I think it was the first zombie reveal in that game, and I remember the zombie turning around, um, and it was a bald, white-headed zombie, and I remember that being really scary to me as a kid. Um, it was specifically that 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 really scared me. Uh, and I have another r- really ridiculous one, by the way, that you'll have to put in your show notes because I found the commercial. There was a 1980s commercial from England of a licorice all sorts commercial. commercial. I- I'm honestly, when you guys watch it, please tell me if you think it's scary too, because I watched this as a kid and it stuck in my mind. And I watched the commercial recently and I didn't realize it was shot kind of like a horror movie, but I think it's a horrifying commercial <laughs> for a candy called uh, licorice all sorts. It's a very weird British candy, but yeah, I'll send it to you guys. That is a <laughs> British name for a candy. Ever. It's the most British commercial you've ever seen, too. It was like between that and Pip Pip Licorice. <laughs> <laughs> Which really sounds like a thing, too. <laughs> say it with a British accent. <laughs> hello, hello. Off to catch a double feature. Gonna get a bag of the Pip Pip Licorice. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Was thank pretty you. Good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, British fans. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> they're not here anymore. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, they they left. They're like, I got up at three in the morning for this, and we keep trying to explain it's not a live show, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, Nikki, uh, I'm curious for you though. What same question for you? Like, is there any kind of monster that like thing in the, in your childhood that set you on a path to enjoy horror and monster movies? That's <laughs> I'm the host Khalid. I'm being polite. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you crap. Um, well, see, I didn't really enjoy horror very much until or and or like kind of monster stuff until you know maybe the last year and a half <laughs> <laughs> joe just twists your arm makes you watch every movie of the podcast <laughs> no i kind of do though no that's you do not, watch most okay of them. maybe at first okay so all right well it, it it started more like i don't know a few years ago during october because you always want to watch like more like scarier movies horror movies like monster movies and i would sure. always halloween town buff. 2 calabar's revenge yeah <laughs> i'd always rebuff you and i'd be like uh you know i really want to watch something funny tonight <laughs> you know like, <laughs> um and and you'd always be like okay okay but so then october would roll around and you'd be like okay can we just do like one month where all of the movies we watch you know are in the horror genre or like scary movies and monster movies and I started to warm up to that and be like, okay, sure. And um, and then you started this podcast and, um, you know, so then it's like every, almost like every week or every other week you're watching something for the podcast. And so just could start poking my little nose in and then like suddenly I'm like watching the entire film. I'm like, I'm just going to watch like five minutes and then like I finish the films with you and, <laughs> and you asked me to guest. You know, so yeah, also <clears throat> a previous guest for anyone who's listening for the first time. 
Yeah, your first guesting was on the Jennifer's Body episode, which I believe is episode. I want to say episode six. I could be wrong. I double checked that, but that's an all time really in my one. opinion. Yeah, yeah, that and Pumpkinhead yeah. are actually like just like really great episodes in our in our roster. Mm-hmm. So, um, Men in Black. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I Men in Black, yo, Vigil. Oh yeah, the Sorry. Men in Black one that was good too. No, yeah, you're fine. No, that's great. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I did. It's not like I never watched anything. Like I, you know, watched creature features, and you know, I mean, there's creatures and like monsters everywhere. I think that kind of your podcast sort of proves that, though. You know, it's like monsters don't belong only in the horror genre. But anyway, uh, well, maybe I'll just do this now. Then I was going to save this to the end, Nikki, but I wanted to ask you uh, <laughs> of the <laughs> movies that we have been watching together for the podcast, what movie kind of like tipped the tides into making you a fan and you're like okay i'm into this i'm gonna keep coming back each week and watching these with you like is there a movie that you kind of was like all right yeah i like this now i feel like i'd have to go back through like your episode list it was a pretty gradual thing though i feel like and i guess i would say inviting me on you know to talk about you know i think you you included pitched like jennifer's body as as the one to like have had me on for the first time as a guest and so you know, I feel like that kind of started being the turning the tide for me. And also, I, you know, I think just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't typically like to, for like me, like, I think I always thought of horror as like, not, you know, I guess as I'm trying to say, you know, purposely making myself scared and or like anxious. And like, I guess, and, and that's why I always thought of it. But I feel like, especially on the podcast now and you know the more we talk about movies after we watch them and a lot of the deeper themes that um can go into you monster films and um that paired with recognizing more and more as i do watch more of these with you um the design that goes into into various creatures and monsters and you know that stuff kind of the behind the scenes building a creature or a monster and then sort of like the allegory that monsters often serve in in film and other media and um you know i feel like recognizing all of those aspects of recognizing all of those aspects really turned the tide for me so i wouldn't say like one specific movie but it's just been this gradual gradual effect over time (laughs) maybe a slight wearing down effect yes but I, you know, I guess I guess it worked. <laughs> a monster fan by sheer fatigue. I love it. <laughs> when you put it that way. Uh, now I don't even know where we were, huh? I think you just did the the. Uh, you did jo- Joel was the last oh, okay. one. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay, Khalid. I think the next one I've got for you is which which monster film do you think should win Best Picture at the Oscars? I think maybe some have in the past but like what one would you wish to see you think uh, like has a horror movie one best or monster movie horror or sorry like, monster that's the, the lambs one best picture didn't it didn't that's not a monster i guess movie, but i guess uh, the shape of water yeah shape of water is the only one i can think of i was thinking of del toro yeah yeah i think it did win um yeah okay so yeah, all right so i was gonna say shape of water just kidding uh, i've never seen it um <laughs> but no um <laughs> I guess I'm I'm torn because like I have what's like on paper the right answer and then Joel just reminded me of a movie that actually is like my like 
to my core, I actually believe. So I'm going to do a little two-hander answer. So the movie that on paper should have absolutely won an Oscar is uh, the Ari Aster film Hereditary. Um, mm. I love that story. It's uh, it, it's basically doing all the things that kind of became a hallmark of a good A24 movie, just like a really solid deconstruction of a character played by the amazing Tony Collette, who should have won like seven Oscars before Hereditary, but that's another conversation. Um, and it's just... I, like obviously it does the monster thing great it really it really slow plays it and it kind of just like gets us in her psyche and all of those sequences where she's just like being like horrible to her son or dealing with like what happens to the daughter and trying not to spoil it but we are just talking about a movie now so what are you gonna do um but yeah like that whole sequence when tony collette just goes full possession like full exorcist like slamming her head on the ceiling when you realize that like that noise where it's just like bang 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 and he's in the attic and you're like what the hell and then they cut to it and she's just like just head smashing that thing and and uh the the sawing the sawing of her neck and oh my god like i could go on but yeah that's just on paper, yeah. When when you're talking about a movie that like could theoretically impress like as um, highfalutin a class of people as the Oscar voters, I think that one should have won, and it was a travesty it didn't. At least for Tony Collette, she should have won a best uh, a best actress Oscar for that. Um, with that being said, the answer that to my core I believe should win an Oscar even this year, even though it came out in the mid '90s, is Men in Black. I had honestly forgotten like most episodes that we had done that and so when joel brought it up all of a sudden i just remembered vincent d'onofrio's performance uh will smith's performance uh tommy lee jones obviously i'm just gonna name the whole cast until you stop me um <laughs> no uh seriously though like the thing is like it's an embarrassment of riches in terms of uh, a movie that's i think it was like at that point like only a comic book maybe but like an obscure one and so like for all intents and purposes it really was just like a fresh ip the way that they uh the way that they executed everything and the script is so tight it's so good will smith's character's journey is amazing and fascinating to see and just yeah uh that one should that one should just win an Oscar, guys, because I love it so much. And and six year old Khalid, seven year old Khalid couldn't have been wrong when he said it was his favorite movie. So please honor that child and give it an Oscar anytime, like tomorrow. I don't care if it's not the Oscar time yet. That podcast episode, by the way, because this is your fiftieth episode. Yeah, this, this yeah. Yeah, that episode mm -hmm. um, is one of my favorite episodes. I, I say this to you guys all the time about like just this being my favorite podcast. That episode, though, should actually be held up as one of the most standout podcast episodes that's ever been recorded. That was such a good ad for that movie that I was like, it is a good <laughs> movie. And the way you guys sold it, I was like, I like the aspects of just the breakdowns and just like your your thought process of like the second one. He like waited uh, that whole night the day after that made me rethink how the movie was written. I just could go, I could talk forever about that one episode of you guys discussing that, that film. Cause that is a perfect podcast episode that I think everyone should listen to if you want to get into podcasting. So I wanted to say that about that. Thanks episode Joel. I might rewatch it now. You're telling me on it. I'm like, who are these guys? I, that sounds great. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, I think that was our 25th episode too. Like, I think Cleed, you were like, we got to do the, the men in black for 25th because it's special. Well, I, I was right. <laughs> yeah, you were. you were. Yeah. Great choice. Thank you.
All right, Joe, I think we're back to you. What what monster movie is most rewatchable for you? Like for whatever reason, whether it's just comfort food or whether it just continues to slap years later, no matter how many times you watch it. Oh, I don't think I was thinking about this one. I gave these to you in advance, Joe. Yeah, you did. You did. Most rewatchable monster movie for me. Um, in advance means like 20 minutes before we started. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. To be <laughs> fair, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, there are. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, I, I. Uh, <laughs> shit! Shit! <laughs> what, is it? what is it? Do we need to move on? No, I'm, I can think of something. I think that. Um, I. Un- I think it's gotta yeah. be. What's that, Khalid? Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to make a dumb joke about how uh, my favorite thing about hosting a <laughs> podcast with you is that you're great under pressure. That's true. <laughs> I am really good. I'm very good. Like, you're so calm. Um, Can't, you never show it. Uh, never, yeah. Um, I. This might be a cliche answer, but I, I got I think I got to go with Alien and Aliens. The two, the double of them. Like, I've, I think yeah. of monster movies, those are probably the ones I've rewatched the most. And I think those... I mean, I'm putting two two answers here, but they're both part of the same franchise. The two are so just so like uniquely different from each other, and so distinctly like interesting. They bring something so different to like that whole universe. And I don't know. I continue to like want to read up on the lore of that universe. Like, still be like, what you know implications? I just read this interesting article about like the implications of other creatures that exist in the alien universe that are not in the movies but are implied by extended universe. So I don't know, like. The sequels haven't really been as good, but I will still rewatch a lot of the, like Alien Three. I think has a lot of value. I think Resurrection Two is a little bit, but even the newer ones, I'll still rewatch those. But I think those first two ones, like I've rewatched several times just just for fun, and I really want to do them for the podcast. But I keep wanting to save it for something special too. So um, it's got to be those for me. Okay. I still have not seen it, and it has made Eric so angry because anytime <laughs> I'm like hanging out and we can watch a movie, he's like, dude, let's watch Aliens so you can watch Aliens too, <laughs> or whatever. And I'm just like, nah, I don't know. I don't think it's for me. I don't really like monster movies. Kali <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't seen Alien? No. no. This has been this has been a, 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 a point that's been brought up a few times, I think. But yeah, he is not. And I think he's saving it. So I'm, he's really fresh when they finally I'm do it, right? I'm also just borderline trolling alien fans because I have, and this is not a joke, seen, I think, the Prometheus trilogy, whatever you call that. Two, <laughs> Two of them. Two of them? Wow. Yeah, the duology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen those. And like I know all about like Milky, uh, Michael Fassbender, but I... Sigourney who? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll probably, I mean, in all honesty, I'm probably waiting to do it for the podcast, but I've also seriously been toying with the idea of like pretending I watched it and just like trying to see how far into the podcast I get. That'd be miserable. (laughs) For you, maybe, but those are my favorite kind of jokes. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> okay so next one's for joel um let's see okay what what monster or monster films probably objectively a terrible one but you can't help but love oh this is gonna be funny because we're still within the same franchise alien vs predator that's an objectively oh, yes, bad movie and i like that movie <laughs> i think that's a <laughs> fun good movie like I, I don't i don't know it's it's one of those ones it's one not a- lance henriksen right yeah 
at uh, what's her name? Is it yeah, Naomi good. Harris? I can't remember. The, no, it's Sanaa Lathan. That's right. That's right. Um, who I love. She's amazing. I thought that was a good movie for her. I don't know. I thought that was a good movie. It was fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I'm probably going to crucify for, but that's definitely my choice. Joel, I think you're the only one that'll get this, but wouldn't it have been way better if at the end of the movie she like challenged them to like basketball and she and they were like, <laughs> we're going to play. And she's like, for what? And then like the, the aliens like, your heart. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Just a, just a just a two on one pickup basketball game for the universe. <laughs> yes. yes, that's an alternate thing I would have absolutely loved. Even better, and for it me. still so, works yeah. for a monster. It still works for these monsters that like they're like they would just literally meet her heart, you know? Yeah, so, that's the challenge they want, though. They wanted to play exactly, the best sport. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I knew you'd be the only one to appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, Joe and Nikki, uh, I'm making a very um, unnecessary connection to Sanaa Lathan's other famous movie, Love and Basketball, if you have seen it. Great, great, great movie. Yes. Great movie. It, it is actually really good. I do wish there was a monster in it so I could gush about it on the pod, but yeah, no luck. You brought it in, though. I did. I did. I, again, I, it was yeah. a stretch, but I had to. <laughs> We love uh, unnecessary references and all that, so it's all good. It, it got us to it got us to aliens and predators playing pickup basketball, so I'm gonna count it as a win. All right. <laughs> so, Khalid, you're up next. Let's go. Which monster makes you laugh more than it scares you? <laughs> oh man. Okay, so the one that makes me laugh more than it scares me is. It's probably the alien monster thingies in They Live. Um, I mean, the movie definitely, because it's Carpenter, so like the suspense works and stuff like that, but it's just like, there is something so funny about like this like alien races, like insidious plan being to be like your boss and like, <laughs> and, like they're just like, they're just doing mad men. You know what I mean? Like there's like aliens out there that are like, just like there's a boardroom full of aliens deciding what like subliminal like uh uh subliminal billboards are gonna say you know like there's a there's an accounts payable alien that's just like this is for the cause and like just like making sure that like people's like dental benefits don't fall through and i'm it's just it's so silly at on its face and like the again the movie does a good job of in the moment not like letting you not think about it you just think of it as like this insidious conspiracy but it's like no like these guys like wake up like 6 a.m and they're just like rise and grind time to <laughs> time to time to slowly slowly erode this like world's uh I guess like fortitude whatever the hell they're trying to do to take over and it's just yeah, man, that's so silly. That's so silly. But uh, yeah, that yeah, it's got it's got to be that they live monsters. And they've already won in the sense of the movie by the time the movie's already started, right? Because they're already kind of everywhere, haven't they? Technically, won. Right. So who are they doing it for? What are they doing you it know? for at that point? Just keeping control. Yeah, I guess so. We've already won. Like, what's your what's your alien plan past that? Are you going to have more people? Like, it just you've already won. I don't understand. Like. What, what do, do you mean? What's their do? plan, Joel? Like they just they had a whole <laughs> Q4 meeting about how they're going to expand and try to appeal to Southeast or South Asian markets. Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> they've got this new trade route planned out as long as germany's in they're good like they've got plans joel don't don't insult them and they get stopped by a wrestler too which is really funny <laughs> their main antagonist is like one of my favorite 80s wrestlers so that's that's amazing i sincerely believe roddy Roddy popper could route that's a tongue twister route roddy Ra- rowdy roddy piper i sincerely believe that man <laughs> could uh take out just about any threat if he was given ample time he's kind of like batman that way yeah that's fair he showed that in the movie exactly yeah i mean batman who he wishes like he would he would never last in a fight that long with keith david that's a long (laughs) fight i was gonna say that too that's a long fight that this it's it's so indulgent in the best way. You're just like, okay, it surely it must be done now. <laughs> these, these are day workers, like they're day laborers. Like they cannot have this much energy left over to just swing that hard every time. I've seen boxing matches. This is fatiguing. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's my answer, Nikki. Wow, that was a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to ask me that question too or no? Could I bounce off Khalid? You know what? Why don't, yeah, yeah. You, I had another one listed for you, but if you've got something for this, go ahead. You can answer me that one too. I wanted to pop in because I think a really funny one too, Khalid, and I think you might agree with me on this one. And I want to say, I'll say the name of the movie first and I'm going to say spoilers because if you haven't seen this movie, skip ahead for like, I don't know, like two minutes or something. Maybe, I don't know, a minute. Uh, sorry to bother you. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to think for a second. I was like, "What's but... the monster in that?" And then I just yeah. remember that insane third act. <laughs> yeah, horse people monsters. <laughs> Terrifying, but also very, very funny scene. Oh my god, their dicks were so big. <laughs> it was like that meme with the dude on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for derailing the order, Nikki. What's the next well, question? I do want to do an honorable mention real okay. quick. Uh, honorable mention, um, and we might do it on the pod, so I won't go too far into it, but uh, the monster from Malignant, when, and I always want to say Maleficent and have to like really like think about it. <laughs> You know, I got to really strain and like get it back to Malignant. But yes, the monster from Malignant, uh, that thing is freaking hilarious. And the twist with what it is, is Gabriel is everything about it. And it's like, it's funny, but still like insane in terms of like how, how it unfolds. Um, Yeah, no, we'll talk about it on the pod. I'm sure at some point, so I won't go into it, but that's, that's honorable. It's on the list. We'll do it. Yeah. That's just just a note for when you guys do that episode. Um, that one fight scene in that movie has to be talked about in length because the fight scene at the jail at the police station is so ridiculous and I love it so much. But Yo, believe I am going to. I that might be. I might just like monopolize the episode on that. That is insane, and it's just like, oh yeah, like you can have like a Marvel or John Wick or whatever like popular action movie style fight scene in a in a horror movie. That's like why not. <laughs> It's so insane. Yeah, it's yeah. Sorry, I won't go any further. But yeah, that's uh, such good. That scene's hilarious to me. But great. Yeah. No, Joe, that's fine that you piggybacked off of that. I think you kind of already answered the question I had written down for you anyway. So what was it? Uh, well, maybe you didn't. It was what monster scared you as a kid, but not so much now. Oh, I have a good. I have an answer for that. Okay. All right. Good. Um, nine. Oh, I actually have it pulled up. It was the uh, the um, the um, 
Tecmo Password, Tecmo Password. Uh, the 1956 film The Mole People. <laughs> the Mole People in that freaked me out. That was another toy I got from Hot Topic, actually, was the mole person. I had one of those. They have kids' yeah, toys you know. there. Were you yeah. just like walking past like the SpongeBob <laughs> stuff? Like, you're just uh, like, I, I want that. I want like that special. weird one. They had a they had a whole set of like monster toys. Um, but yeah, mole people. They're the movie uh I don't is not the most well regarded in history, and just knowing what people say about it, I don't think it's probably held up it's not that great. I remember thinking it was really interesting as a kid. I don't think it was interesting. I don't think I knew what was going on. But I thought the creatures were scary. I remember thinking the creatures were scary. So that one scared me as a kid. Not so much now. Now not not at all now, but that's my answer. Mole people. All right. All right. So the last, well, the last individual one is for Joel. And then we'll just kind of do a, a round, just a round table, we'll just shoot some questions out. Um, I am very curious about this answer, though. So, Joel, what monster movie do you take someone to see who doesn't like monster movies? So, a gateway monster or monster movie, if you will. Um, I have one answer, but I think that the movie is too new and I don't want to say it because I feel like there'd be a spoiler. So I'm going to hold off on that one. Um, but I would say The Mist because I think I, I understand that The Mist is kind of like a dreary movie to introduce someone to for monsters. But I feel like that it covers a lot of monsters as well as how a monster film can be dramatic. And then the ending is just something that will always sit with you forever. So I feel like that's that's my would be my answer. And then The Fly as well is like another great movie that'd be my movie for the uh, oscar thing uh earlier too but the mist is definitely my gateway oh, yeah. monster movie i think that so that's a good that's it, a good but... one yeah and uh can i give you a fun fact joel yeah please i say see note by the way a fun fact um when i was in sixth grade we had to do a book report where we made a movie repost movie poster of a book that we read and mine was the 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 Stephen King novella of the Mist. So I made a movie poster of that before the movie <laughs> came out. Ooh! And my stars it. of the movie were George Clooney and Catherine Zeta Jones for some reason. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I, I mean it was basically just like a like a foggy thing with red eyes. So I don't know if I still have it, but it was cool. Yeah, sixth grade. So did you just like? I don't have that. <laughs> did you just like not talk to other kids until like a certain point, Joe? <laughs> I just uh it was about it's probably about when you came in the picture clean what 11th grade? <laughs> I was your I was your first friend <laughs> you made me start talking yeah <laughs> I'm just I'm just imagining this like no that's true no that's true no we were dating in ninth grade that's right yeah yeah um I was <laughs> I'm just like waiting to hear about like uh like the the beleaguered hot topic store clerk that just has this hipster kid coming in <laughs> asking for like <laughs> do you have any do you do you have any Lovecraft t-shirts? <laughs> That's my impression of you as a child, by the way. Any age. What new monster toys do you have in this week? <laughs> action figures, not toys? <laughs> Bella Lugosi? You're a baby in my mind when you're asking. <laughs> what is this? Like the way I'm talking. <laughs> goo goo gaga. <laughs> it's canon it's frankenstein's podcast canon that's how you talk as a kid <laughs> all right khalid what's up <laughs> joe <laughs> I don't, 
now that we're laughing so much, I don't even know if I, which, which one did you want me to ask first? Uh, that one? Yeah. <laughs> Joe's dying to know. Joe's dying what to month? <laughs> Okay. Sorry. I just didn't know it was a Joe question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not really. I, I wrote it down, but what monster? <laughs> I can't do it. You said. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, what monster makes you the horniest? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is entrapment, all right? That's not fair. That Okay, for the record, that's a creepy question. So I could, like, either do, like, a, a jokey thing where I'm just like, ugh, flubber. Like, or I, like, say, like... <laughs> I basically just say Flubber. like what, act, like what, <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Let's go with Flubber, so I don't just like sit here and like say that an, attra- an actress is attractive because I feel like that's the only other route with it. I don't like. Are you saying like what full on monster like the effects and everything like do it for me? Is that the question? Uh huh. Feel like the monster yeah. species. Oh, that's a okay. really good answer, actually. Wow, who is that's it? A really good Wait. answer. Species. species. Or- or uh, the, oh, I've never the seen that. Mer- mermaid from the Lighthouse. Um, I, why am I just giving these answers oh, now? You guys are like, what? What is this? What is he just sitting around? Thinking Khalid, are you on a com- Khalid? Are you on a computer? I am on a computer. Type in in Google the monster from the unnameable. That should be it for you. The um, unnameable. Okay. Well, does that count if I've never seen the movie? No, but just look at the picture and you'll 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 you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna be mad at you, aren't I? No. Oh, gross. That's gross. I don't. Well, actually, that was one of my other questions too. For any of you, like, what what monster do you think is like, like physically gr- grosses you out? Like, e. physically e. Like, sick. Et the extraterrestrial. Still beefing. I I'm, I oh swear to God, God, Joe, I would kick that thing across the football field. I would. <laughs> I would. It, no hesitation. Okay. It doesn't even I, look like a. He doesn't even look like a dog. I would get a medal for it, Joe. You're the only one that's like shocked at that. <laughs> We're beefing still. Still beefing, guys. Hate to break it to still, you. Still. Episode 50 yeah. is full of contention. This is the Franken feud. <laughs> gross. 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 This. Uh, um... Slither stuff. The Slither movie is gross. Oh, the, the It Follows Slither. Ghost. That's the one that makes me the horniest. How about that? I found a way to do it and not be creepy. It's the, what? No, but like, well, <laughs> the no, because like, it makes me the horniest in that like I would have to be horny to even interact with it. You know what I mean? I'm finding a legal loophole that doesn't make me a creep here, Joel. Yeah, I I was gonna say generous Bobby, that I was like, wait, no, that's that's wrong too, because no, yeah, I'm not just like yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing, yeah. <laughs> So many like monster movies and stuff about like teenage kids in a cabin yeah, or some that. bullshit. That's quite all right. <laughs> yeah, unless I just go with like the like hand monsters from Arrival or something. Actually, yeah, that's my pick. Hand monsters from Arrival. That's a good one. Yeah, they got to They like they they speak in time, guys. What do you think they do for sex? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think they do, <laughs> buddy? That's between me and the hand monsters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Abbott and Costello. That's their names. 
Um, that's my that's my answer, Nikki. Uh, I had to think about it, but I got it, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of you too, Khalid. Thank you, Nikki. I know you mean it. <laughs> uh, okay, so for any of you, what monster movie do you regret watching? Ooh. Regret watching? That's a good one. I regret, I regret none. Although, Khalid, I bet I know which one you are thinking of. Do you? He's not thinking of it, or he would have said it. Yeah, I'm I like. Bet, I, I bet I know one for you. It's so hard because I'm trying to. I, I guess I'm just thinking of monster movies I've seen for the pod, and I'm trying to think like which one. Um, oh wait, which one was the one that we saw recently that I like finally was just like <laughs> this movie sucks. Like this is the one I'm thinking of. Cody. What is it? Can you remind me? Because like I think yeah, now I agree. Like that's probably the one I would Encouraged. go. It's the classic, uh, the classic Bruce Willis film, Breach. Yeah, man, <laughs> fuck that movie. That was dumb as hell. Yeah, that's it. Fuck that movie. That's a, that's a great podcast <laughs> episode, but yeah, I mean, I the guess in-depth Breach discussion you'll get, it, 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 as it should be, honestly. Like, but that's like time we'll never get back. Like, we watched the movie and then wasted time discussing it. um yeah man and i think i in a lot of ways i have like purged it like nikki said and so that's like for me it's like i don't even regret watching it because it feels like i never did (laughs) (laughs) but that's my answer joel do you got one i'm trying to think of like a movie that i regret watching. no i can't think of like one off the top of my head I'm, i'm yeah so which is not helpful for a podcast so yeah i can't think of one off the top of my head that i remember watching joel Joel, go ahead and check out breach and then give us an answer yeah (laughs) it's funny and this is not to slander the company i think it's a they're just no they're um distribution or production i can't remember there's a company that funded like seven of bruce willis's movies back to back and i was like oh man those are none of those gonna be good and they they weren't they, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. It was Spoiler, a, they weren't. Yeah, they were not. It's so weird how that arbitrary vent-based hologram system just didn't, like, capture the nation's interest. So you remember the movie, Khalid? I, yeah, I just remembered that weird whole hologram thing we went into. God, that movie. <laughs> if you could be... In a monster movie, what would you? Which one would you want to be in? Mm. Like you're mm. living the story. Do I have to? Do we have to be like the, Do we have to be like the protagonist where we have to deal with all the bullshit, or are we just like a guide in, in that world? I don't. Know, I, I didn't make. I didn't make like details about oh, this. Okay. <laughs> okay, Dang, you one follow up question. Take the out, otherwise. What? Khalid will take the out. Uh, okay, fine. You have to be the protagonist. All right. You know me well, Joe. I have an answer. Does anyone else yeah, have an answer? No, I'll, I'll, you right. answer first this time, yeah. Okay, so I, I was thinking uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Ooh. Yeah, because That's you have whole... basically, if you're the Tom Cruise character, you have like endless chances to figure it out pretty much, right? Like to figure out what the solution is. And so like, I, I mean, just keep working on, I mean, it's, it's you've got to die like probably horrifically a bunch of times. It's a time loop movie. And so, but like, I don't know. I feel like I could eventually figure things out if I had that much time and like my memory was still working, figure out a way to like 
You know, it's like it's Groundhog Day, but monsters. So I, I would do that one. Over or under five hundred resets would it take you to figure it out? Pro- well, uh, un- under. I want to say <laughs> under, but probably over. <laughs> That's just I don't want to, and again, like this is your answer, like it's not wrong, but like that that world. Just, Thanks, Kuli. That, that world is just such. A, that's awful. Like even as like, okay, you you couldn't live in that world without the reset ability, but it's also just like you are getting horribly slaughtered all the time for it. Like that just sounds terrible, and you got to hear the same shit every day. You get to be. I mean, you get to you get to perfect your day though, and you get to be a hero in the end. So that's cool. It's also the philosophical question, is each version you, or is it just a different version of you that comes through? So maybe you died the first time, and then another version of you that has the memories goes on to the next one is the whole argument. Well, I guess if I'm in the movie, I could maybe answer that question. I mean, philosophically, (laughs) you have to ask if, like, you are your body or your memories. It's it's that ship of Theseus thing that got Twitter abuzz. I feel like we just went off a cliff here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Joel, what is? Or sorry, Nikki, you're the host. Why am I doing this? Go for it. <laughs> Go for what? Oh, I assumed you were going to ask Joel the next, the same question. <laughs> I, I just have a bunch of random questions. Joel, here. do you have an answer for this if one? Which one you'd, you'd want to live in? Yeah, Possession, 1981. Um, I think that movie is so bad shit that it'd be funny to live in that world. That's so insane and nothing makes sense. Have you guys seen Possession? If no. Which one? Possession, 1981. Yeah, it's from 1981. I had to watch it for a podcast, and um, it is the weirdest movie I've ever seen. It is so strange, but like in a fun way, sort of. It's it's a ride. I I, I really want to hear all three of your thoughts on it. It's a absolute ride, and it's so so strange, but uh, it's a great movie. But that's the world I like to live in, just because it's so chaotic and insane. Um, Ooh, another Sam Neill like- movie, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a great Sam Neill movie too. It's weird, like the distance between that and Jurassic Park, because of just who he is, who he plays in that, and then in Jurassic Park, I'm like, wow, this is like, it feels like it's two different human beings altogether. Which is, I get what acting is, but like at the same time, this is just such a weird choice of a movie that I recommend to anyone now that I've seen. Nice. All right. Well, Interesting. I gotta watch that one. Um, I have an answer now. <clears throat> Uh, I would be in the world set in the faculty, uh, mm. that, that oh, movie, yeah. we, yeah, this is a deep cut for us, but I, I remember it fondly as a kid. And when we talked about it on the podcast, it still held up, but like, that is a really like cool cast of folks. Like, and that school is so sick. Like I'm almost fine with like being like murdered by a possessed teacher for it. Like Usher is our quarterback. Like what? <laughs> So, so yeah that's gotta be my answer because like you know those parties are hitting like even if you're a loser you can you're still probably like a rung or two above elijah wood so like what kind of power level <laughs> are we dealing with here you know so <laughs> yeah it's it's gotta be that and like I, as far as like if i have to be a protagonist in that world and deal with the bullshit like they weren't that hard to fight. Like it, 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 the, their only advantage is they were dealing with like 
Gen X teenagers that were like too self-involved to like realize that their teachers were possessing people until it was too late. So I'm, I'd like to think even teenage Khalid had a, a little more self-awareness than some of these folks. Although again, I would be distracted by Usher being our quarterback. That would take me out of it. At least, <laughs> at least a little, they'd, they'd get, they'd get by me for a day or two. Cause I'd just be going around like, guys, our, our quarterback is like really charismatic and handsome, right? Like it's like weird. Like he should just go like, he should, why isn't he like acting or something? This is insane. Um, I would get hung up on it in a way that would probably annoy most people is what I'm saying. But um, yeah, it's definitely the faculty. I would, I would go to school with those kids. <laughs> All right. I think I've got one last question for you guys tonight. Um, what what monster do you wish was real? Ooh. Joe just made a face. <laughs> like I slapped him or something. Like, whoa. <laughs> That's a hard one. That's a definitely hard one. Oof. Mm. I kind of have an answer. I like all cryptids, so I'd be very happy if any of those were actually found to be real and what that would mean for our planet. I would probably go with like, like obviously actual evidence of Bigfoot would be pretty cool. Cause I think that's like a fun creature to exist. So that's my monster choice. If you're going to call that a monster. That's a good answer, Joel, because if it were real this whole time, then it's probably not awful because it's not like actively killing everybody right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it is probably just doing its thing. So that's a great, that's actually a really great answer. Yeah, we give us some solace. Yeah. After Bigfoot though, what's your, what's that? I was going to say, give some solace to a lot of people's lives that have obviously spent their whole life like searching for that monster too, which would be like, yeah. great. Um, give some validity to the in search of crowd. Yeah. <clears throat> What's your second top cryptid then? If you have to, if you had to go set a second choice. Ooh, uh, shout out to my hometown, Thetis Lake monster. But then after that, the Mothman would be my third choice. Oh yes. I was hoping you say Mothman. Yeah. Mothman's a great choice. Yeah. I love cryptids though. So okay, now I can't steal yours, but those are all really good. Like My, the Mothman prophecies. Mm-hmm. It's a cryptid, yeah. The one that I fell asleep watching when we were like <laughs> teenagers. We're gonna rewatch it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I got my answer, and it may shock some of you. Hmm. Mm, try me. I wish that ET was real. <laughs> because that would mean. His planet is real. With ET. That would no. You asked the question, Nikki. All right, you asked the question. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just answering it as truthfully as possible. If I have control over which of these monsters is real and the consequences of that, ET is a no-brainer because that means his home planet is real, and that means that after I get a medal for knocking its teeth out, it has teeth. Yeah, knocking its teeth out. The government like takes it to a black site, you know. They, they, they get the answers on coordinates and stuff like that. You do, do you realize what a unifying force that would be for this world that needs it so dearly to know there's a planet of these little runts out there? We Science alone would like work like double time to come up with technology that would safely get our strongest like 
uh, like most aggressive humans in the sky, into space, and we would go to their planet as as like one, you know, like people would like go to Canada and be like, you're my brother, you know, like Joel, do you like see like, like I know on like a one to one, we're fine. Cause like, it's just people, but like as a nation, how important that would be for us. It might turn global warming around. Like okay, so. I'm just saying like, we would want like generations to live and thrive beyond us simply for the fact that maybe one day one of them would get on the, one of these ships and just kick the shit out of those ETs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that is why I'm doing it. It is actually it, it has nothing to do with my personal grudge against ET, the the, the main character of the movie. No, not at all. It, it is. Are you sure? It is entirely an altruistic thing for for my my people, my my Earthlings that I that I know so desperately needs it. So that would be my answer. It's a great answer. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow, you just like you just really elevated everything at the end here, Khalid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Are you, you going to come up with one, Joe? I have one. Okay. I had one in my mind, but now I like second myself. <laughs> <laughs> cool thing. I knew I had to go before Joe. Just I knew this would throw him. <laughs> uh, my answer that I've been thinking of was Hellboy. Oh. I want to. I want Hellboy to be real. Be I guess the implication is that a whole bunch of other monsters are real because of Hellboy, but I would feel I'd feel pretty safe knowing that Hellboy is out there protecting us. Hmm. Yeah. Seems like a good guy. That Hellboy? would imply all the other like monsters that he yeah. fights. Hellboy, yeah. Hellboy's or are great. you imagining a world where he just doesn't have much to do because because <laughs> there's no <laughs> monsters? Well, yeah, it'd be nice if he. Yeah, I mean, if there's not many monsters and he's just kind of like there just in case there are monsters. I think it'd be really funny to just see like Fox News just like losing their shit at Hellboy, you know? Like Yeah, yeah I think I think the implications are unlike the news would be really interesting and a lot of fun. So Yeah. That's yeah, my social answer. media would be Hellboy. amazing. Also Yeah, then I mean what Abe Sapien too mm-hmm. in those movies? The Doug Jones fish guy, the first Doug Doug Jones fish guy. <laughs> the first Doug Jones fish guy. He's great too. I he mean, is. I mean, both of the Doug Jones fish guys. I wish they were real. Just mm-hmm. say you're a fish guy, guy. You know what's the best part is that Doug Jones is real. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the next best thing. Is he? I swear to God, I thought like I thought our parents just made him up to scare us as kids, keep us in line. <laughs> you better eat your vegetables. Doug Jones is a coming. <laughs> I mean, I just throw my vegetables on the floor then. <laughs> Bring them up. Oh. What? That's all it takes. <laughs> uh, um, I told Joe if you guys have time, we're at an hour and like five minutes. But if we want to do what the fandom to wrap up tonight's episode, um, uh, we can. Joe and I have time if the two of you want to. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. You gotta, right. you gotta say it the way that I do it. Oh come on, Nikki, that's part of maybe, the job. Or maybe this is the first time Klee gets the opportunity to finally say it that way. No, I'm not right, even well, hosting. Not... Yeah, what? All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, all right, fine. Okay, so I'm guessing. Okay, so Joe, you probably have something, right? Uh huh. Okay, so we'll just start with you, Joe. What the fandom with you? Nice. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, what the fandom with me? I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a little film that I recommended to Khalid a few days ago too, called Corrective Measures, which is a Tubi original. Tubi, T U B I. 
uh, not to be the two two words put together. <laughs> But uh, it's it's a streaming service that's free, so download it. Anyway, Corrective Measures is a, is an interesting little movie. It's a it's a it's a collaboration between uh, the company Arcana, which is like they publish comics, and Todd Masters VFX company. And Todd Masters is a VFX artist we've actually talked about on the pod before. And so they made an arrangement to adapt the Arcana comics into films. And the first one of which is this movie Corrective Measures, which is about a world where superpowers just suddenly became a thing and it's kind of like 20 years down the line and like society's dealing with it and they have just recently michael rooker runs a prison that they just put like super powered individuals in if they're like criminals basically super villains so it's a prison for super villains and it's just kind of a it's kind of a prison centered plot but with super superpowers thrown in there and it's pretty cool the makeup is really well done uh so the, the visual effects are fun so it's a really fun movie to see it is circling back to what we said before a bruce willis joint which gave me a little pause just knowing the type of movies he's been watching he's been in lately but uh he's actually really good in it and um there's a couple other uh recognizable actors in it as well but it's a it's a low budget budget movie the poster looks pretty silly but it's one of those movies that i feel like uses its low budget to a really good extent and it feels like uh kind of like a scrappy sort of low budget film not one of those ones where it's like oh we just churned this one out it feels like there was a lot of like effort and love that went into it it's not perfect by any means but i really i really enjoyed it and it's a it's it's free on a free free streaming service so uh why not give it a give it a shot support uh support something uh, low budget indie like that and some cool uh cool makeup and prosthetics so that's mine corrective measures on to be nice yeah thank you how about uh how about uh khalid what the fandom with you joe you're not the host quit quit trying to elbow her she out hit of me this. and she hit me like I hit you i tapped you yeah she was like you say <laughs> who's next now that was what she did she was like likely the, the, the story elbow, like, you go it's like Likely popcorn story. reading, Khalid. Come on. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Well, thank you, Joe and Nikki. Um, my What the Fandom this week, I think it, keeping in spirit with the the how special this episode is in terms of being our 50th and kind of a commemorative thing and a hat tip to everything we've been able to accomplish so far, which I'm very proud of, um, I want to talk about a show that uh, just had its curtain call and basically did a hat tip to everything that... Uh, they had done over six seasons. I'm talking about the se- the final season of Better Call Saul, which, man, when I say it stuck the landing, I'm saying like it did it with like such grace and so effortlessly. Um, shout out to Vince Gilligan, Peter Gould, uh, Bob Odenkirk, obviously, and the whole Better Call Saul team, Rhea Seahorn especially. That finale just hinges on her as a character. And I think that with a show that's a prequel to something as like highly beloved as Breaking Bad was and uh, being able to very early on, basically from the first episode, just establish itself as its own like uh, amazing story, irrespective of the origins. Um, it does it well. It does it all so great. And there's just like such a powerful poetry to how they bring uh, Saul's character to a close. If you like better or, uh, Breaking Bad and you were maybe waiting for the entire series to come out so that you could binge it, like it's a bingeable show. It's a week to week show. It's satisfying. Um, the writing is there. The performances are there. And I'm like a week later, like I just like Joe was texting me about corrective measures. I was texting him about the Breaking or Better Call Saul finale. And <laughs> 
it is just man it, it it's still on my mind it was so well done i can't wait to pick it back up again years from now and just remember all the little things i loved about it that made it just its own special thing so uh yeah congratulations on six amazing seasons and that like go watch it if you haven't you you will love it it's amazing it's just a a a perfect example of like what good solid consistent tv writing looks like amazing all right thanks for that clean thank you yeah uh okay are we doing popcorn still yes you're up clean wow nikki i don't know how you're doing you're elbowing me now um joel what the fandom with you <laughs> uh yeah um i was thinking a lot of like different things here of like what to do um i recently just saw paper girls which i recommend but there's one thing i wanted to promote and i i saw this a while ago but i want to get it out there that everyone should see this it's a short film by ariel hansen uh who's a director from vancouver um who, who i'm friends with and it's called nepenthes it's on youtube so i can send it to you guys it is a short horror film that is absolutely like the cool one of the coolest short horror films from a couple of years ago but it's such a quick watch but at the same time there tells so much of it and you'll think of the lore of it right after you watch it i don't want to spoil it so i'm not gonna give too much away but uh errol hansen is uh like i said a friend of mine a vancouver filmmaker who is one of the best bank filmmakers i've uh had the pleasure of working with but also one of the best like eyes to the genre um and this short horror film is absolutely wonderful she's gone out to make other films uh and um yeah, this one just really sticks out to me as a monster movie that I think you guys would just like as a short. And hopefully if more people see it, we can they can make a future, uh, feature. But uh, yeah, Nepenthes by Ariel Anton. Nice. Awesome. Um, Thanks for sharing. Joel, you want to kick it to Nicole? <laughs> yeah, Nicole, uh, what the fandom with you? Didn't you, know that? <laughs> um, you did. You, you killed it. Like- he did. I think you guys all highlighted kind of, well, I guess Better Call Saul, I've, I think, is pretty popular also. Um, not highlighting anything like super tiny, but Joe and I just finished the first season of Severance. And um, it's just, I keep, I keep like nudging him like in the middle of the, not the middle of the night, but as we're like falling asleep. And I'm like, dude, like this question I have from Severance, like I just, what did this mean? What is this about? So like, Days later, we're still talking about it. So if you haven't checked out Severance, um, where is where is it? Hulu? Apple oh, TV no, Plus. Apple, yeah. Oops, sorry, Apple. Um, check it out because it's so unnerving. And um, I just don't know where it's going. And I can't believe they left that first season on such a cliffhanger. I'm really mad about it, actually. So, <laughs> um, Like in a good yeah. way. In a good way. But yeah, um, I think yeah, it's my, my brother-in-law. Luke, who I think has also been on the podcast, he, um, so shout out, he, he, he told us, um, that he thought there was 10 episodes and he was so disappointed to realize <laughs> when he finished the ninth one that there wasn't one to wrap it up. So I kind of knew that it was coming, which is maybe a good thing. Cause I think we would have been like scrambling, like wondering what the hell is going on. I'm still wondering what the hell is going on. So anyway, it's, um, effectively creepy and engaging and, um, yeah yeah actually adam scott is like weirdly it's so weird to see him in that role again like i said unnerving and how he plays like the two different marks but like they're you know it's like the same person but different identities it's just so weird 
Yeah. Go ahead, Khalid. Uh, oh, no, that's a real, that's really, good. yeah. I mean, philosophically, that show just like really war- ro- like warps your mind of like, what, like, who's the you that's you and all that. So that's awesome. I was just going to say that I think uh, you reminded me by bringing up Severance, which is a great show. I second her uh, recommendation, but I think I want to change my scariest monster to Milicek, actually. Um, oh my god! <laughs> yes, yeah, that guy, that guy terrifies me. And if you told if you told me they made him in a lab, I'd believe it. He's even scarier when he's like, like he just doesn't smile naturally. Like whenever they have their little parties, and he's like all excited, and I'm like, just stop. It's even scarier than when you're mad. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just got all these like modes that like you just don't want to interact with any of them. Mm-mm. Yeah. But yeah, cool. <laughs> Can I uh, give a quick shout out? I, I forgot to do this on a recent podcast. And I think, uh, Joel, you were you're kind of in the know on this one, too. But our uh, our friend and former guest, uh, Joel, you know, Madeline Carita Fleming, right? I do. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. He sent me the link to her short film that she recently finished, Ouroboros. And uh, it was it was a really cool. She was plugging that when she was a guest on her pod a few episodes back. And that was really fun to finally see the short film uh, completed, which I think the, it'll be released in October. But uh, we shared the trailer for it on our social sites. And uh, it's, I know, a big passion project for her. So I just wanted to give a shout out that that is finally coming uh uh, it'll be coming out in this October, I believe. So we'll plug it more then. But that was uh, something I wanted to mention too. And that short film definitely made me wince at one part. I will not spoil it for anyone, but I, I really enjoyed that short film. <laughs> Frenenstein's yeah. doing it big out there. Frenenstein, Khalid. Oh Frenenstein. did it. I did it. You did it. Did you do it on purpose or no? I did not. I wish I did. <laughs> I love that so much. So much. Joel, do you have anything uh, coming down the pipeline you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I have, an, I have an audio horror short. I just came off writing a musical, which was very different. Um, very different and very happy. Wow. Not a horror at all. It's a completely different thing for me to do. It was I wrote the book for a musical, so I wrote the in-between part. And then these very talented uh, team of uh, musician, or, yeah, musicians and um, songwriters wrote the music. And um, yeah, I'll promote that when that's going up. Uh, it's called Uprooted. But outside of that, I have a horror short coming out with a fantastic cast. And I really can't wait for everyone to hear that. It's going to be like an audio 15-minute like horror short, and we're going to be recording that next week. And I really can't wait for you guys to all share that. And I'll tell you more about that when that's coming out. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, super exciting. Does it have a title that we can look for soon or not yet? Yeah, sorry. I should say that. Baneful is the title of it. Kind of uh, uh, ooh, works in the in the vein the vein of a uh, I don't actually I won't spoil it but yeah I think you guys really like it it's yeah. the cast is uh, really good I can't wait to announce that more so down the line too but yeah very excited for that one yeah cool cool well thanks uh, to the three of you Joel Khalid and Joel for obliging in my idea for this episode. I hope it was fun. Sounds like we had fun. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. It was, it was, a, it's fun to, I, I think I'd been trying to rack my brain about something fun we could do for like a 50th episode. Um, and, I, and something like breaking format like this was, a, it was a great idea. So thanks for bringing it to us. And, and I appreciate you being willing to kind of uh, spearhead much of the questions and kind of like take the center seat as host. Uh, it, it was a, it was fun to be in a kind of a different different setting, and I think that 
Uh, it's been kind of fun to reflect on like monster movies in general, but just like thinking about the stuff that we've done on this podcast has been a lot of fun too. It's um, it's been fun for, I think Khalid and I to take something that is generally like a passive experience sometimes of watching something and then turning into like something I, I would say productive, right? We're creating something and reflecting on it and doing more work with it. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of amazing to me still that we made it to 50 episodes, but there's two <laughs> more, right? Yeah. And they're stopping. Beautifully Don't put. Don't stop Joe. me now. Yeah, exactly. No, Joe. You, yeah, beautifully put, Nikki. Thank you so much, uh, and and Joel. And honestly, like, there's just like a real like cool little community now of people that like will hit me up and talk about how much they like the podcast or like people like Jimmy who uh, unfortunately couldn't make it but would have uh, killed it in this. Uh, th- some of those questions would have just. I, I I can only imagine what Jimmy would have said to them. But um, yeah, like I'm just I'm super thankful that like this kind of like engagement is happening from just this dumb little thing that me and Joe wanted to start. And it's not dumb anymore. If it ever was, it's it's just like a real fun thing I look forward to now. That's really well said too, Khalid. And honestly, a big thanks to uh, I mean, Nicole, one of our first fans and Joel, also one of our very first fans. Like when we first released our first episode, Joel, you were like right on sharing it and talking about it on, on on your on west coast strange so appreciate like the the support that you had like right away for us too so thank you so much joel thank you're you man. welcome and this has honestly been such a pleasure to be on this episode and all the other episodes you guys uh not only changed how i view movies i think you changed how i i will honestly say that you guys changed how i even like write movies because i really do think of oh the wow of monsters I, I really do i think of the depth of the monsters i think of like th- certain things that uh, have been mentioned from your insight on different uh, episodes. One episode I didn't get to mention earlier, I won't take up too much time on this. The Love and Monsters episode is another iconic, great one that I think, and that's like a movie that I would have said too, was a one to watch because I love that Love and Monsters. Um, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I love that one yeah. too. That's great a good episode, episode too, yeah. 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 Thank um, you, yeah. Got any West Coast Strange coming out soon? Any, any more of the pod there? Um, yeah, I have another episode coming up soon. I'm going to be doing the movie Men with uh amber from horn blood fire who is amazing nice. i'm not sure if it'll be out by this time this comes out but that's my upcoming episode and yeah not to put you guys on spot she's uh would be a great person on the show too because she's knows most of the people that have my podcast are no more than me and i'd love to guys now that i've figured out how to work my uh the not zoom the zencast or whatever i'd love to guys <laughs> have you guys on soon now because now i feel like please I yeah. Oh, we'd love all it. Absolutely, too, so. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So sorry, guys. I do have to get going if we want to sign off real quick. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're heading out. Um, so yeah, and anyone who's been listening, thank you for joining us. And uh, rate the pod. Find us on or us. Find <laughs> it's at Frankenpod. At Frankenpod on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Yes. And uh, until next time, creep it easy. Bye.